Hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Naomi Kling. And I'm Max Hogan. On this week's show, we check in with Kyle Smith from Determination Incorporated about how formerly incarcerated people in Kansas City may be turning to entrepreneurship. Then we look at how college graduates entering the workforce are turning to entrepreneurship out of necessity during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, we'll bring you the latest headlines and digits in Missouri business news. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. Before we get to the headlines, Naomi, I just want to say that this is officially our last podcast together co-hosting Speaking Startup. I know. I'm sad. I've had a really great time zooming in on our podcast recording sesh. That was a great use of a pun, but it definitely has been a great time getting to know more about the Missouri business landscape, especially the uh, startup community here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Even though we won't be co-hosts together anymore, I know neither of us are completely leaving Missouri Business Alert, at least for the next few months. So with that being said, Naomi, let's dive right into this week's headlines. A Minneapolis-based foundation is investing $20 million in C2N diagnostics. That's a St. Louis startup developing a blood test for Alzheimer's disease. The investment from the GHR Foundation would help the startup build a clinical laboratory testing facility in St. Louis. C2N Diagnostics says it hopes to have a blood test available soon for patients who are showing early signs of dementia. St. Louis startup Gremlin Social is merging with Denim, an Iowa-based company, to create Denim Social. The operations of the social media management and marketing software company will be based in St. Louis. Denim Social also announced that it has completed a $4 million Series A funding round to help expand its market share and hire new employees. Another St. Louis startup, Varsity Tutors, has seen its new virtual school program triple in monthly users since April. The program, which was launched by Varsity Tutors in March, is an online learning platform that uses qualified celebrities to serve as tutors. For instance, it features actress and dancer Julianne Huff teaching at-home dance classes free of cost. Varsity Tutors has also created another program free of cost that will focus on helping younger children continue their education into the summer months. And in Kansas City, Oyo Fitness's new product, the Oyo Nova Gym, has become the highest funded fitness product in Kickstarter history after reaching pre-sales of $1.6 million. The portable fitness device has also reached the 10,000 backers benchmark as well. Paul Francis, the owner of OYO Fitness, called the Kickstarter success stunning. More than 36 million Americans have filed for unemployment in the last eight weeks. With such a tough job market, many groups of people are more likely to be turning to entrepreneurship during and after the pandemic, many out of necessity rather than choice. 
One of those groups is formerly incarcerated people. So I'm guessing formerly incarcerated people have had problems getting hired without the pandemic too. So how does this really factor in? That's absolutely right. Formerly incarcerated people had an unemployment rate of over 27% back in 2018, according to the Prison Policy Institute. Now, that was back before this global pandemic was leading to job cuts and hiring freezes for everyone. And a big reason for this high unemployment rate is the stigma of incarceration among employers. That leads many formerly incarcerated people to think about starting their own business. So with that being said, what resources are really out there to help them? There are many organizations supporting a movement called Ban the Box, which would remove conviction history questions from job applications and have background checks later in the hiring process, both of which are meant to help remove the stigma of incarceration. But there are also many programs that are helping formerly incarcerated people gain the skills to start their own businesses. I spoke with Kyle Smith from Determination Incorporated. That's a group that supports entrepreneurship in formerly incarcerated people. He talked about his organization's programs and how the pandemic may increase the need for people to work for themselves. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle Smith. Uh, He is the executive director of Determination Incorporated. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Just to kind of start out, um, do you mind just talking to me a bit about your history with the program, how you founded it? Absolutely. We host entrepreneurship workshops for currently and formerly incarcerated people in the Kansas City area. So we have a few activities that are ongoing. We host a workshop in prisons in correctional institutions called Back to Business, where we work on with folks who are headed home within the next year or so on their entrepreneurial idea, on their business plans, so that they can hit the ground running and pursue those opportunities when they get home, but also be wrapped around services from our end and general reentry to make sure they get stable and can really see success whenever they get home. So that's the first one. The second one is we host a regular business support group called Be The Boss that meets regularly. Oh, this is the first time I've said it out loud where I get to say, now we meet virtually. Because up till now, I've said meets regularly in Kansas City, but now it's all virtual. Uh, So yeah, we're meeting regularly with our Be The Boss business support group. That's a community of second chance entrepreneurs who are all getting their businesses started or growing their existing businesses. And we invite business owners and experts from the entrepreneurial community to come share in that setting so that we can all work together to achieve our business goals. And then the third one is our Rise Up Get Started Entrepreneurship Competition. So we did a couple of these in 2019. Rise Up Get Started is Kansas City's first entrepreneurship competition for formerly incarcerated people. Um, And we had one on the calendar for May of this year. Press pause on it for a second because Corona happened. Um, But now that we can see the next horizon, have moved it all online and made it even easier for folks to take advantage of. Basically, Rise Up Get Started is an opportunity for second chance entrepreneurs to present their simple business plan to a panel of judges for the chance to win a $1,000 grant to test out their business idea or grow their existing business. Can you walk me through just a little bit of how it's going to look now with the virtual event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our sign-up is online. Um, that's what we're sharing on our social media and stuff. And so once folks sign up, 
it's really straightforward. Uh, myself and my teammate, Leslie Walton, who's our entrepreneur success manager, will send over the Google form that we're using as an application. Um, and all folks have to do is fill it out and have it in by June 8th, the deadline. So from there, that same week, we will have a virtual judging session on that Thursday, June 11th. So we have a few judges representing different facets of the community who will be with us on Zoom. We'll let the applicants in one by one to pitch their simplified business and explain where they are. Um, the judges will then use our judging rubric to score the different applications. And then the following week, we'll have the public celebration event on Tuesday, June 16th. Uh, it's also the date of our Rise Up Get Started Entrepreneurship Showcase where uh, we are excited to share. This is actually the first time I've said this publicly because they confirmed last week. So we'll have a couple successful second chance entrepreneurs present in our Facebook Live event. And then we'll wrap it all up by presenting our three grants. One message that we really want to get out there is that it's likely the case that in this next season, as the economy recovers slowly, as the job market recovers slowly, that unfortunately it could be the case that many formerly incarcerated people find it hard to get back to work, to find employment as the world recovers. And so we know that some folks are gonna be forced into entrepreneurship. So what the Kauffman Foundation would say, starting a business out of necessity rather than choice. And for those folks who are headed down that path, we wanna be here to help. Um, that actually leads me into a big thing that we're looking at coming into or coming out of this pandemic and into, you know, some people are predicting a recession and people are predicting that a lot more people will be forced into entrepreneurship because of, like you said, a necessity rather than a choice. Can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, why that is happening and also why this is more likely to be affecting form formerly incarcerated people? I think generally more people being forced into entrepreneurship is something that naturally happens when big events like this take place. Um, so obviously big events like this, like nothing in our history compares to this particular moment. Um, but when there are any downfall in the job market, people are forced into entrepreneurship. In a given city like Kansas City, when there's a big layoff, people are forced into entrepreneurship. Uh, so that just happens. We, we know that in the entrepreneurial support world. Um, as an example of that, if there's a big layoff in town and a bunch of folks who had very high level jobs now can't find a job at that same level or above, they're forced to become consultants. So that would be an example of what we see all the time. As far as why formerly incarcerated people could be particularly affected by this downturn um, by a slow recovery is because it's already the case that folks are barred from employment because of their records. Uh, many of us recognize this as the ban the box idea, you know, don't stop people from getting to the next step in the interview just because they have a record. These stigmas for formerly incarcerated people and folks with criminal records already exist. There's a lot of great work being done to unwind that to solve that problem to give people that second chance but it's just going to be really or could be really difficult in the next season because if you were already at the bottom of the pile 
and now the pile is 10 times taller, well, it's likely that you're gonna get left out or left behind. So we're trying to, to help mitigate as much of that as we can in our small way. Thank you, Kyle, for speaking with us. Thank you, Naomi, it's been my pleasure. Continuing along the same lines of people becoming entrepreneurs out of necessity, we now look at how college graduates entering the workforce are turning to entrepreneurship. So the shift to entrepreneurship for these students is out of necessity then, correct? Yes, exactly. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that job postings on Indeed.com are down 35% from this time last year. And with fewer jobs available and an increasing unemployed workforce, Students are betting on their innovation and own skills to turn a profit. Are we on the brink of an entrepreneurial explosion, maybe? Well, only time will tell about that one. But meanwhile, I was able to catch up with Becky Bockledge, the director of the Entrepreneurship Center at Columbia College, to ask her if she's been seeing a resemblance of students' responses between now and the last recession, along with how students are turning to entrepreneurship in a tough job market. So now we welcome on Becky Bockledge. Becky, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. So as an educator, what do you tell your students during times when a potential recession is on the horizon and hiring is at sort of a standstill? Well, we talk about the opportunities that they can still pursue. And I and I try to, to talk to them about looking for where those opportunities are. If they are in a, a, a place where there are some businesses that have seen um, increased demand because some businesses have seen increased demand that they could uh, they could consider those and maybe there's a way for them to start there and then grow with that um, at least grow personally or if they are in a, an area where maybe there's more challenges, look to those challenges and how can they be a part of a new solution? Maybe there are opportunities in those challenges for, um, for them to bring something new, that entrepreneurship that, that we talk about and train for. And so we, we spend a lot of time trying to just work toward what the possibilities are so that they can um, not be discouraged. It is a challenging time, but it's a really great time for new students because they have the chance to get involved in something now and grow with it and really learn a lot um, about how they can lead through maybe a period of time that they didn't anticipate. Um, They'll learn a lot about themselves. As you just said, it is a challenging time. And so do you think students uh, who turn to entrepreneurship do so out of necessity, or do you think it's more opportunity-based, especially in these challenging times? Well, I think possibly that at the outset, they may see it as from necessity, because there may be, there obviously is a change in the existing jobs that are available in the market. And we don't know where that's going to end up over time. This will be short-term or long-term. Of course, we're all trying to study that and figure that out. So I think at the beginning, they may think that, you know, there's necessity. But I also um, 
to think that the an entrepreneurial mindset is an is a uh, a creative, and it sees possibility where other people maybe don't. And so, um, as we've trained to have more entrepreneurial and innovative mindsets, I want those those students to to maybe pursue it as a way to pursue opportunity and get excited about it. And so, even in this really challenging business climate that they're entering into, they can get excited about their opportunities. Um, though they might start from necessity, they can also see that that there is a, a need in the market and they can fill that need. And with that excitement comes, obviously, the challenges. So what challenges does a student have when a student turns into a first-time entrepreneur? Well, the challenge at the outset is possibly talking yourself into doing it. Um, It's just like anything else that we don't know about at the beginning. Sometimes that in itself is the biggest hurdle to get over is that I've got to start somewhere, but where do I start? And even students who have, have been through a program related to entrepreneurship or clearly all of their business classes talk about innovation and, and being innovative and Truthfully, in this market at this time, everything that students have trained toward for um, for businesses to not stay stagnant. We we have a saying: if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Except in business, in business you'll fail. You have to keep moving in business and innovating. So we've been training for this for a very long time, but sometimes that first hurdle is where do I start? And so we spend quite a bit of time talking about start where you are. What do you want to do and for who? Find those people, talk to them and ask them, do you want me to do this for you? So with that market research and then start from that point and continue to adapt and change or pivot, which is a a pretty popular word now, until you find that really great market fit for what you offer that you have truly satisfied a customer. So getting started is sometimes the, the biggest challenge. So as an educator, how did you see students kind of overcome the last recession, the 07, 08 Great Recession? That one was tough. And I saw ingenuity, I saw creativity, and that's what usually will bring us out of, um, out of recession is the opportunity to, to bring new things to market. And, you know, there's winners and losers in these types of settings. And, and that's not a great way to put it, but it's what happens in a challenging business climate. And so the, the ones who will succeed and win are the ones who bring that creativity and that innovative nature and start to try to change things up and make sure that the, the customers and the ways that they want to um, satisfy their current needs or wants are being met and that, that they have that available in their market. All right, Becky, thank you for joining us and hope you have a great day. Thank you. I hope you do too.
it's time for? It's time for us to give you our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri startup news. My digit this week is $126 million. $126 million. What's that number for? That's how much Fintop Capital, a Nashville-based venture capital firm with a St. Louis office, raised for its second fund. That exceeded the original target of $100 million. The fund has been tapped so far for six investments, and Fintop, which was spun out of the St. Louis-based venture capital firm Cultivation Capital, invests in business-to-business financial technology software companies. So what's your digit, Naomi? My digit this week is $30,000. $30,000, you say? I don't think I've seen this one come across my uh, newsfeed here. What's it for? Well, $30,000 is the amount that 16 Kansas City entrepreneurs won during the Dare to Venture micro-grant competition. RK Contractors, a construction business that also helps integrate Middle Eastern immigrants into the Kansas City community, took home $5,000. CoBuild, another construction company that provides on-the-job training and educational opportunities for women and people of color, took home $4,000. Other companies that got micro-grants include Botify, which helps online retailers process returns from customers, and Travel Hive, an online travel and planning platform. All right, well, that's just about a wrap. But before we leave you, we need a closing thought. I have one from Kyle Smith. He is the executive director and founder over at Determination Incorporated. He said there are three parts to entrepreneurship. One of the things that we always teach folks at Determination Incorporated, and I've learned this from people a lot smarter than myself, is that entrepreneurship, it's a combination of thinking, doing, and dreaming. And it's really the Venn diagram between those three things in the middle that is this special sauce for starting a business. So you have to be thinking about your plan, putting your business plan together. You have to be dreaming about the future, what it could be, where it could go. And at the same time, you also have to be doing. You have to be out there in the wild, testing out your ideas, asking questions to potential customers, learning from people smarter than yourself. And it's really when an entrepreneur can find a balance between those three things that their business takes off. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Naomi Kling and me, Max Hogan. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time. Or we won't. (laughs) Somebody will speak to you next time.